0: Hey there, I'm Wendy Vaughn, sales success coach. Now, they call me the queen of predictable sales results, well, because the easy formulas I share create sustainable, predictable results for my clients. And I am so glad that you've tuned in to today's episode of the Selling Made Easy show, because this show is all about inspiration, not just in demystifying the Client acquisition process, known as sales, but also in peering through the lens of guest entrepreneurs who are blazing their own trails. And those trails have probably included a few unexpected roadblocks, maybe even having to overcome fears or blocks about selling. Now, I believe everyone has their zone of genius, their superpower that's a gift to others, including you. Now, for me, after, well, 22 years of outperforming my peers in sales results, it's almost an x-ray vision that I have when it comes to finding and fixing any sales blind spots within entrepreneurs that are unknowingly causing potential clients to slip away. And with today's guest, her zone of genius is her ability to facilitate individuals integrating their own spiritual or metaphysical beliefs and practices into the traditional coaching model in order to help them meet their objectives. So I am super excited to introduce Dr. Melissa Wright. Now, Dr. Melissa is a life coach, interfaith minister, and emerging fempreneur, focusing on mindfulness instruction and spiritual coaching. She works with individuals who are dealing with depression, anxiety, intrusive thoughts, or individuals who are seeking to integrate more of their spiritual practices and mindfulness into their daily lives. Well, welcome, Dr. Melissa. I am so excited to have you as my guest today.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I just got to say, I am so excited to learn more about the work you're doing because I just love how you're helping people become more present in their lives. In essence, waking up so they can in- finally enjoy the lives they're living. I just can't wait to hear more about this and the work you're now doing. So curiously, Dr. Melissa, always top of my question for me is what was the inspiration or tipping point that prompted you to start your own coaching practice? It's a little bit of a
1: convoluted multiple steps surrounding the pandemic. So in 2019, I graduate from Michigan State University with my PhD in sociology, knowing that I'm probably never gonna be tenure-track professor because I'm unable to move. My husband lives here in Lansing, Michigan and we are not moving.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, so you've got this robust degree but you're anchored. You've established yourself and your partner is, has a career going. And so, yeah, that can present uh, some moments of questioning. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. And so I initially
1: anticipating this also, I drafted my, my dissertation to be focused on evaluation research methods and diversity and inclusion with this vision that maybe. I can be an administrator in higher ed and work for, to advocate for underrepresented students' success and academic achievement. It seemed like a reasonable mm-hmm. if I'm not going to be tenure I can, you know, make sure that I can create space for myself to find another way to use this degree. So right. I'll look at administration. And right before the pandemic hit, I had interviews like for director positions, for training positions, And then one by one, each email, I had second and third interviews lined up. And then one by one, I'm getting emails from each of these offices saying this position has been canceled due to the pandemic. Uh, We don't know if we'll ever have it again. Right. Right. Higher ed is in free fall. And, and I'm stepping back and just wondering now, what am I going to do? I ended up part-time teaching as an adjunct professor at a small college here in Michigan. And the pay is very terrible. The contracts are terrible. Like they're one semester contracts. Maybe you get a year contract. You get two weeks notice when they tell you whether you're gonna actually teach the class or not. Very unstable market. Right. And so I'm like, let's really step back and think about what I want out of life. Do I really wanna be in administration? do I really want to be part-time teaching for the rest of my career? Like what's really important to me because the pandemic really shifted my thinking into what is really important to me. How do I want to spend the rest of my career? And I had recently become ordained as a interfaith minister. It was a two, you know, two year process. And then I started looking at a friend of mine, referred me to life coaching and said, why don't you take a look at that?
0: Hmm. Interesting. So it was actually a friend. That could see the qualities within you, and how that would be applicable to being a, a life coach. I love that.
1: Yeah, she's like, I think you have. Because I've been a caseworker for ten years, and just with my just my overall background knowledge about people and mm-hmm. healing right. and trauma, and then my spiritual practice. She said, "Why don't Why don't you look into coaching? I and mean, if nothing else, it would be a great skill set that might help you somewhere else
0: on your journey."
1: And Mm -hmm. so I looked into it and I was like, this actually sounds great.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It really ties in the impact that you want to be making with people as well as this love that you have for working directly with people. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, so how long have you had your coaching practice? This is uh, we're just on the tail end now of the pandemic, you know, two years post uh, pandemic. So I'm sure this, Journey for you has been fairly new. Um, so I'm curious, you know, has your business mission or vision evolved
1: during this time? It has. I, I did get my certification in 2021. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> I have a couple of clients that I work with and decided to try to... Pr- advanced this a little bit more beginning in 2022 really sat down learned to make a website decided maybe i can integrate this into my my interfaith ministry where i'm teaching i'm doing meditation retreats and i'm teaching mindfulness and kind of shifted into how do i bring these spiritual practices infuse this together into my coaching mm-hmm. and The thought has always been to pair it with my ministries, you know, and do these meditation retreats, offer individual coaching. It's now I'm coming to a place where I'm really trying to step out there and make this not just an idea, but something that is really taking shape and taking off and reaching out to people and and meeting new people and actually launching this business successfully. So that's what I've started working on in 2022.
0: Okay. Getting those logistics down. Yeah. Just gaining clarity around exactly how to really focus the breadth and the depth of your knowledge and your interests into the ways that really serve um, on that specific level. So, yeah, I love that. Well, have there been any big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to come, you know, overcome along the way and in doing that process other than, you know, kind of reviewing and, and taking a step back and, and, uh, trying to create that clarity for, you know, who it is that you're serving. Cause that's, that's a huge first step is to just create that clarity around who your ideal client is that, that, you know, is hungry for the work that you do, but have there been any other big roadblocks or challenges that you've had to overcome?
1: Yes. Uh, one of the biggest ones has been learning the marketing ah. the the advertising social media right uh, it's it's kind of funny, perhaps, but I didn't even have a smartphone until twenty twenty
0: okay.
1: I didn't have a phone with data on it like i I was actually born in eighty two so I'm what they call a cusper generation i'm the I'm a Zennial, so I'm right on the edge of Gen x and gen z or Gen x and um Gen Y, so I watched the birth of dial-up. I saw internet take off, and I chose just not to participate. I saw Facebook happen, and and I just stayed. I only engaged as much as I had to with technology. And now I'm learning how to build websites by myself. I'm yeah. trying to now you're being thrust
0: into it because in your business for yourself, you've got to be found and seen and heard. So yeah, it becomes one of those necessities.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, even learning through the culture to social media, it's so even mm-hmm. learning like what platforms the best and right. How do I navigate the cultural expectations of this space and, and it being so new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is quite overwhelming. So well, can you share maybe uh, an approach that you took in order to gain that, you know, comfort with getting yourself out there, or you know, learning about the different social platforms? What did you do to overcome that challenge of suddenly having to participate in social media, even though that was really contradictory to you know who you were prior to starting your business?
1: Yes. So the way I, first I sat down and started doing research on the different platforms. I started asking other individuals I know who are are out marketing themselves or marketing a service or a product. How do you do this successfully? What has been your experience? And so really trying to network and create a community of support because it's a very lonely space hmm. Being an being a solo entrepreneur.
0: Right. You are and- an island. That is for sure. And, you know, it sounds like you've got um, obviously, uh, you know, close knit friends, but sometimes they can't always see what you're going through and they don't understand, you know, what you're going through, even though you've got a trusted circle of people to turn to it's, it's not really finding that support. So, yeah. So I love the fact that you, you know, you found those connections with other people in a similar situation that can, you know, support you in, in gaining more confidence in in an area that is new because let's face it, you know, building a business is not something that just comes naturally. There are a lot of moving parts and, you know, speaking of that, and, you know, you're obviously an expert at, at the work that you do, which is helping people, truly become more mindful in their lives and integrate spiritual practices so that they can create those fulfilling, joyful, meaningful lives. But I'm curious, how do you feel about the client enrollment or the the sales part of being in business? Now, this is a very different skill set as well. Do you have any challenges or frustrations with this important part of growing a successful business?
1: Absolutely. It's been like Peeling a layer of, peeling away the layers of an onion, like I work through the challenges at each different layer, and and every it seems like every step I take, it exposes another fear and insecurity I didn't know I had.
0: Mm, yeah, it is interesting how that works, especially when you're in essence you know selling yourself you're offering yourself your expertise to somebody it's not like you're selling a beautiful pair of shoes or a widget or technology it's you and so that tends to really uh bring up you know face to face things that might have been lurking under the surface so so yeah and and selling bringing potential clients into your world is is definitely a, another skill set So is there anything specific uh, that has presented itself as a challenge at this layer of the onion, (laughs) as you mentioned?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this layer, the one that I'm facing now is just saying I offer the service to actually follow through with the pitch. Like, I will be speaking with someone who will even tell me that they're they're potentially interested in spiritual coaching and it's to say it like I, I can hear my own spiritual guide saying okay now 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 say it say you do this say you do this and <laughs> I might want stand there and just not say anything
0: right okay
1: like, there's so. the opportunity and I look at him and I'm like that would be a really powerful experience you can definitely utilize your spiritual practices and beliefs and non-traditional ways to help you meet your goals. Mm-hmm. Actually, You sure mm-hmm. can.
0: Right. Just say that. Just right. say that, Melissa. Well, what I'm hearing is this, you know, this fear of not wanting to sound salesy or like you're making a pitch or, you know, you want to keep this natural conversation going. And so there's this gap in your mind in terms of, well, how do we transition this into that type of a conversation from this nice conversation that we've been having. Is that kind of accurate? It, it sounds to me like, yes. like a transitional point. Yes, um, I think I where think it's that's easier, given you have a PhD, um, it's, you have this wealth of expertise and it's easy to just keep talking about the concepts and, and at this, you know, more broad level, but here's this person ready to, to, take it to more personal level. And it sounds like you're a little bit unsure of how to transition that. So I'd love to provide you with a little bit of insight if you'd like.
1: Oh, that would be fantastic. Cause I think you're, I think you've really hit the nail on the head and I've been slowly identifying where, what is this black searching my own intuition and meditating? Like what is it specifically? Right. And it is that transitional point and going from the natural flowing conversation the minute I say, this is what I offer, then I feel, yeah, it feels salesy. It and feels, it also, it, it feels out, out of flow.
0: congruency. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. And for 5.95, you know, we can do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow. that's, Dude, yeah. yeah. You know what? But this, you just, we're this great so conversation is <laughs> yeah, so great. Like, all right. So here's something that I think will support you at this layer of the onion. Okay. So if you, and I'm guessing that, you know, once you have a specific conversation with somebody about, you know, that that's a whole nother thing. It's called enrollment conversation or, you know, um, where you're actually discovering specifically for that person what's going on in their world and seeing if the work that you provide and the philosophies that you have are a good fit to support them because it's a symbiotic relationship, right? To have a coach and a client, um, because that's the first thing not you really. want to do is be enjoying your work together. So it's not just a sales pitch. It's not just, all right, well, this is what I got. You know, you want it or not? No, it's it's like, well, let me interview you and you interview me and let's see if this is a right fit or not. And so the easiest way to make that transition is in your mind, well, and and take a little bit of time to come up, create, I should say, create, for you, what feels like that conversation could be called, you know, it could be a discovery session and, and you have that then already labeled. There's something about labels that help us just get connected with an easy next step. It's like, oh yeah, I've got a discovery session. You know, it sounds like you've got a lot of interest in the work that I'm you know the the impact of my work. I, I mean, I love our conversation. Would you like to have a discovery call so that I can learn more about some of these specific things that are going on for you? You can learn more about the specific work I do, and we can see if we might want to continue on a different level. You know, and and making I'm trying to really simplify it here because of where you're at in your process, but. To intentionally create in your mind what that next step is. Because right now you don't have clarity around what that next step is to support your potential client through their journey from curious to becoming your client. And so when you define within your own mind what that logical, because you're a very logical person, you're very intellectual, what that logical next step is so that you can because we can't offer something that we don't know for sure if it's the right fit. Maybe this person wants, you know, is dealing with depression and you don't realize that they're also dealing with some other trauma. Mm
1: -hmm. And so if
0: you were to just on the fly, make an offer, you wouldn't be serving them fully. So it it really does take uh, a a more, um, you know, mindful if you will conversation To discover within them what all is going on to see if the work that you do can fully support them because you're not a practicing doctor. So maybe they need other things that you aren't skilled at. So it's really being in in integrity. Yes. Next step. And so is this landing at all to just have this transitional next step? You know, I, yeah. I'm loving this conversation. I feel like there's really a lot more than we can get into. How would you like to have a discovery conversation, a discovery call where I can, you know, learn more about specifically what's going on, what's led to this situation that you're experiencing so that I can get a better understanding and then provide you with some suggestions on, and what next steps might be.
1: Oh, that sounds that sounds great. Okay. I even, I even enjoy the lead in this as I'm really enjoying this conversation good good, good. all right provide a really little more natural yeah, it's, just, it's, it's really felt.
0: supporting your potential client through their journey from from curious to mm-hmm. feeling grounded connected empowered and and ready to make their decision um to to work with you or not and and likewise for you you don't know for sure if you want to work with this person you don't Absolutely. Know what all is there, so it's just in integrity to have that next step, and it's it's not a sales call by any means. It's not like, all right, let's get you in so that I can tell you about, you know, <laughs> so I can work on you. <laughs> no, it's it's really having that that genuine conversation, that, that, you know. And there are a lot of different ways that you might frame that. So, all right, well, terrific. Hopefully, that'll move the needle for you, and love to hear. Um, from you how that uh, how that feels next time you have one of those situations come up where somebody is eager to learn more and you 're like holding back um, because that's that 's the ultimate goal is to be able to make that you know fluid easy next step so and you know interesting for me in thinking about you know what our society has just been through and and probably why there are so many of these conversations coming up for you where they 're curious is because we're on the heels of the pandemic, right? And talk about a wake-up call for so many people. I mean, uh, our lives just literally overnight shifted into such a different lens. I mean, obviously there were health concerns, but the day-to-day activities were completely altered. And so for so many people, it was that perfect storm. It was that wake-up call. It was that Kind of get off the treadmill or the gerbil, the hamster wheel, or the out of the rat race, and then when we lifted our heads up, it's like, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, so I'm just curious, can you reflect a little bit in terms of what the impact of the pandemic on on the work that you do?
1: You are very right in terms of it did it shifted more of the culture than just health and it being a health issue right? The the pandemic brought on what they call the great resignation where people, because we had time to be home and reflect on our lives in ways that we'd never been able to, individuals really started to examine their own personal values, started wanting to to shift into new roles in their lives. It also exposed an incredible mental health crisis in this country. And I know in reading some of the research, metaphysical and spiritual practices during the pandemic, individuals started to kind of engage in different spiritual practices that they hadn't been before as a method of coping Mm -hmm. and finding meaning in their lives, especially now that they had time to reflect on
0: what do I want to do with my life? Right. Right. Yeah. It was a huge time of reflection, you know, just like, wow, wait a second. Where am I? What am I doing? And why? (laughs) You know, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's huge. And, and so, you know, would you share a little bit more about, you know, your philosophy or your approach? How do you work with people who, who do want to finally enjoy their lives by being mentally stable and grounded within themselves and have that spiritual, you know, integration? So can you share a little bit more about your philosophy or your approach? Yes. So in thinking about individuals, you know,
1: in our culture right now, and even globally reflecting on what do I want to do with my life through the process of the pandemic? What I decided to do was bring a coaching model forward that integrated some spirituality that is really personal, very customized, regardless of what your spiritual practice is, because now we're asking ourselves reflective questions. But how do we answer those questions?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that is part powerful, of why. But we do need to answer them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the factors contributing to this spike in anxiety and depression is now that we're reflecting on our lives, but we don't necessarily know what to do and where to go from here. Mm-hmm. So understand that faith itself, regardless of what faith it is, it doesn't matter what faith, faith itself is a protective factor against having mental health crises. So knowing that that research evidence that faith is so important for giving us meaning and restoring our sense of hope and protecting us against um, significant anxiety and depression, I decided I can integrate my spiritual practices and my openness to other people's spiritual practices into the traditional coaching model.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. No, that's powerful. It obviously takes into consideration people's own personal um, values, but it sounds like you really support them in gaining more clarity about their values and, you know, how they can really become, you know, more stable and grounded. So, yeah, I love that. Well, how can listeners learn more about this work you're doing and your expertise? I am on social media. Okay. I am on Instagram, TikTok,
1: and Facebook. Okay. Each one of those websites, or each one of my handles, there's Flowing River Life Coaching. Nice. So flowing, flowing like the river, Flowing River Life Coaching. Okay. And that is also my website, FlowingRiverLifeCoaching.com.
0: Okay, perfect. I love that name, FlowingRiverLifeCoaching.com. Yeah. And considering you have, you know, this really deep background and and you spend a lot of time, you know, really reflecting. I'm curious, do you have resources that you've created that people might um, be able to experience through your website or anything like that? I
1: do. Um, On my website, I have a resources page. Okay. And
0: somehow I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, as I'm finding me and having a dissertation you had to defend, you know, my guess was that you had some resources.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I and and they're open source resources. So they're different there's different talks, videos, books that are available for free for individuals who just want to explore mindfulness more, different um, practices that are available. My, my particular background is in shamanism and Buddhism. So a lot of them reflect that, but it's not exclusive, Uh Um, but it's more, if people are curious and they just want to know a little bit more, then that's somewhere that they can go and they don't have to hunt online to find all of these different uh, sources, but it gives them a place to go. And I also, in the process of building support, right. Looking for people to help me figure out how to navigate this very new lonely space um, individual community partners that I've developed relationships with, I also put them on my website too. Okay, and links and links to to their services that they provide, and that's part of that integrity. Maybe there's something. Yeah. Maybe you need more than just what I'm offering. Right. And feel free to check out my resources page with links to all of these other individuals who are doing fantastic things in the community or online.
0: All right. Perfect. So that's Flowing River lifecoaching.com. And then we can also find you on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. All right. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Melissa, you've already shared so many golden nuggets of wisdom here during our conversation. But if I could tap on you one last time um, in looking at your own experience in building your business, what's some advice that you can share with say a frustrated entrepreneur who's maybe questioning their decision to have even started their own business or they're doubting their ability to succeed. Validate your feelings.
1: Know that 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 doubt of your success is very real and it's very common uh, among people I speak to, so is crying, and that's okay. I think for me, to, the way I keep going is I have a vision of where it is I do want to go. I also remind myself if I don't continue on this path, where am I going next? Right? I'm going into administration. Is that really where I wanted to be? Because if that was, I wouldn't be pursuing this.
0: Right. Yeah. Just keep that perspective and. And uh, connected with that original like excitement and vision, that clarity that overcame, right? It's like, wow, that would be really cool to be able to blank. So yeah, I love that advice. And just validate feelings. That's so powerful as well. Instead of just, oh, I shouldn't feel this way or ah, I wish I didn't, but just to validate them. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you. One thank one you final sharing. tip to that too is mm-hmm. also
1: surround yourself with people who are n- more knowledgeable than you.
0: mm-hmm. Right. That's always good. Yes, uh, because their path uh, further down the road or providing some aspect of, you know, a perspective that you don't already have or the skills, it just moves you forward faster. Yeah. There's yeah. No sense having to reinvent the wheel, as they say, <laughs> these old cliches, sometimes they're true, right? More often than not, they are true. So, well, Dr. Melissa, it's just been so great. Hearing about your journey from you know graduating with your PhD in sociology and and ready to embark on this this career. And then bam, the pandemic happened and jobs, opportunities were just vanishing right in front of you. And oh my goodness, pivot became your word. Pivot. <laughs> now yeah. what? Now what? I have this passion and this education and now what? And with your husband having his career already established, I just love the impactful work that you're now doing as, you know, not only a sociologist, but a life coach an interfaith minister and emerging entrepreneur, focusing on mindfulness, instruction and spiritual coaching. So I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really, really, really appreciate this opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah. This has been a great conversation. And again, for our listeners, you can reach Dr. Melissa Wright through her website and that's flowingriverlifecoaching.com. Be sure to take a look at all the resources she's she's created as well as the um, other experts that she has um, discovered in her circle that might be of value. And be sure to follow her on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. All right. Well, for all our listeners, remember when it comes to building a business that brings you joy and has an endless flow of high paying clients. Well, don't overlook the power of what I call compassionate selling, where you've fully supported your potential clients decision-making process by providing them with everything they need to feel confident and excited about saying, yeah, this sounds great. So are you 100% confident that you're fully supporting your potential clients? Well, if you're curious, reach out to me and apply for a sales blind spot coaching session. You may be surprised by what we discover. All right, well, this is Wendy Vaughn. Chief Paradigm Shifter, and Sales Success Coach. And you can find me and our next podcast episode at PredictableSalesResults.com. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Dr. Melissa Wright. And as always, here's to your success.